Welcome to Courageously Casey. I am your host, Casey Russell, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is to share my story for His glory, and my prayer is that God will utilize me to speak to your heart and mind so that you too are able to confidently and courageously go after your God-sized dreams. Let's get right to it. Oh my goodness, it has been a hot sec. And before the year ended, I wanted to get on here and record a new ep- record a new episode <laughs> and share our birth story of our baby girl, Kala. So um, she is four months old. And, you know, the cool thing about this is if you've seen my post about, um, you know, our perspective of Mary and having a son and all that. And it's Christmas time. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to put this out um, is because it's like the birth of a new baby. And so it just felt really fitting. Right. Um, You know, I wrote the other day that like, I wonder how Mary felt. Right. And to know that this child that she carried and that was placed in her womb was ultimately going to be stripped from her because God gave her that promise. He was like, you know, Mary, you're the child that you're carrying is going to save people. Right. So, um, when we, when we look at, when we look at her, we can think about like, how would she have felt? Right. What did she think that God gave her the son only to have him totally ripped away from her and, um, how you can love something so much but you know that you have to get it up to save all of humanity. Right. And so anyways, um, as you're going through this Christmas season and kind of going into the new, new world, I just want you to think about the sacrifice and, um, how God can work through sacrifice. And so our birth story (laughs) is a little bit of, um, of that. So if you follow along with my pregnancy, number one, um, just a little backstory on our pregnancy. Um, we were not preventing, but we weren't like actively trying. And I, I say that with a very, I guess the best way to put it is I'm aware that we are blessed and highly favored in the fact that we have not had to go through heartache of infertility or loss or anything like that. And so if you're a listener that is, is walking that road or has walked that road, just know, um, that I see you and I hear you and I will pray with you. And I know that God is faithful and that he has something for you, the best for you, whether that is a child that you will grow in your own womb or another person's womb, um, or somebody else just to love, you know? Um, so anyways, I just want to put that caveat in there that, you know, we, Colton and I did not um, walk that road, thankfully. Um, There's been so many other health trials in my life specifically that I think God just was like, not this one, you know? Um, And I I do consider that. I'm like, you know, I've walked so many health trials. So pregnancy, I'm so thankful that that was not a hard thing. But we were totally shocked. We were totally shocked. I... I always um, say like, I find out that I'm pregnant like an hour afterwards (laughs) because I just know my body really, really well. And so, yeah, I found out um, November of 2022, we had just actually been at my family's house 
um, for Thanksgiving. And I remember talking to my sister-in-law and my mom, and I was telling them that I thought that I was growing allergic to eggs. I was like, I think I'm allergic to eggs. And no, I was not allergic to eggs. I was pregnant. So we had come home and um, we came home that Saturday and we went to church on Sunday and um, we went by the dollar store and I just thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get some pregnancy tests. I didn't tell my husband or anything like that. Came home. Kids were going crazy. He started, um, he started preparing lunch and I just went and took the test and I actually videoed it. If you follow me on Instagram, you can scroll back and, and find that video. But I actually videoed myself because I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm pregnant, then this will be like our last baby most likely. And I just wanted to get that reaction. And so anyways, lo and behold, I was pregnant, told my husband, we told our son who at that time was just, you know, not really aware of what was going on. He was not even two just yet. And so we felt safe by telling him. We didn't tell our girls until a few weeks later. We actually told them this time last year um, on a date with uh, Colton and I. We took them on a fun date. Anyways, so that's kind of how this all transpired. We we told our families in different ways um, at Christmas time last year. So this time last year, we were just having a really good time of kind of announcing the um, upcoming arrival of this baby. And I feel like there was so much anticipation and preparation and excitement. Yes. But also just, you know, this pregnancy was just different. Um, with our son, I felt really, really good. I, there was really no worries, no cares. Um, this pregnancy was a test. This year was very different. If you've been following along, there's been a very big transition and kind of who I am and what I do. Um, I've always been mentoring women and speaking and traveling and doing that whole deal. But um, in April this year, I launched my first uh, digital products with a course. And since then, I've just kind of gone head first, if you will, into that space of not only creating more digital products, but also mentoring women and high proximity mentoring and teaching how to create digital products. And so this pregnancy, I think, uh, it was just hard because like I was birthing so much new in business, but also I was about to birth a new child. So um, health wise, it was difficult. It was a difficult pregnancy. I just didn't feel uh, really great. Um, I was really fatigued and, you know, I don't know if that's because I was chasing a toddler or if I was like big pregnant in the dead of heat. I did tell my husband last summer when we th thought that maybe we would like, you know, be really excited if God gave us another baby. I said, as long as I don't um, have to be big pregnant in the Texas heat. Well, that is exactly what happened. I was due um, in August and um, I was, I was due August. 5th? Was I due August 5th? August 2nd. I can't remember. Anyways, um, I was due in August and I knew that I was going to be going throughout the summer pregnant. So anyways, I reached 40 weeks. I really thought with this baby, because of just so many different things, I thought this baby's coming earlier. I did not think that I would go past 38 weeks, even though with my son, I went to 42 weeks. I just didn't think I would. I thought, you know, my body knows what it's doing. Our midwives did not think that I would go that long. And, um, 
if you're new here, we do have natural births. And so we'll kind of get into that. But um, that was something that God just kind of pressed on my heart with our son and in 2021. And so uh, we continued that because it was such a great experience. But um, we don't find out the gender either. That was another thing that we um, elected not to do. And if you've ever considered not doing it, I would just encourage you to hold out because it truly is uh, such a cool experience. So uh, we had a boy's name. Our boy's name was going to be Smith Banks. I feel confident telling you that because um, as of as of as of right now, we are definitely done having children unless by some miracle God gives us another one. But um, that's not our plan. So anyways, um, our boy's name was Smith Banks. He would have gone by Banks. Smith was a family name on both sides. And so um, we had this we had this boy's name. I we've you know, pretty much everybody thought this was going to be a boy. We were going to have two boys and two girls, um, except for me. I always thought it was a girl. I always thought it was a girl. I just did. And I, I don't know why, um, maybe because the pregnancies were pretty different, but I, I just thought it was a girl. Um, and we had a hard time coming up with the name. We originally thought that we would name her Smith Marie. We would just do Smith either way. And, and then I just, I don't know. I just couldn't be set on it. Um, so we actually came up with a girl's name, Calla Marie, about two, three weeks before she was born. I guess about three, three weeks before she was born. I texted my husband one day and he called me. He said, pronounce it. And I said, Calla, which a lot of people have gotten that wrong. Um, they've said Calla or Kayla or I've heard all kinds of things, but it's Calla. And um, he said, yeah, that's it. So I ordered two little hats and I was ready. Like that was the last thing. And I thought, okay, God, like I'm ready. I kept telling everybody I'm going to have a July baby, you know? And so our birth story is, I had had padromal labor for, for three weeks. So if you're not familiar with padromal labor, it is labor. Um, it's not Braxton Hicks. It's actually labor pains, which is a little bit of a test, you know, to go through that for three weeks. But I would just say that I just clung to like, God is good all the time. He knows what he is doing and he's going to be here through this all right. Like this baby is not, it's not even mine. It's his. Um, it just kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, like that Mary knew that Jesus was not even hers. Um, really it was, so he had so much purpose and I knew that this baby had purpose, but, um, he or she would come at the right time. So I, um, we were doing kind of all the things to just get ready for birth. I wouldn't say that we, you know, we're trying to stand on one toe and, <laughs> you know, do backflips to make a baby happen. I, I just really believe that God would produce this baby at, at the time that she was, or he was meant to be born. Um, so we were, you know, walking and eating spicy food and stretching and resting and, as much as I could and, you know, doing those things, um, eating dates and drinking raspberry leaf tea, red raspberry leaf tea and taking the gentle birth tincture you know, all those things that a lot of people do, but nothing was really happening. And so because I lean towards the more natural route of things, um, with birth, I didn't do cervical checks or anything like that. And so I was nearing 42 weeks, um, on, on, let's see, on Sunday, 
I was 41 and three, 41 and four, maybe. Um, anyways, 41 and four weeks. And so our midwives had, um, told me, they said, okay, here's the thing, you know, in the state of Texas, now this could vary from state to state. I know there's listeners literally all over the world, but, um, state to state in the U S in Texas, midwives are legally only able to give care up to 42 weeks. And then they have to legally, you know, uh, refer you to a hospital. And so, um, she's like, Casey, like there's no fear and no anxiety, you know, needs to be in birth. But just so you know, like if we go past Wednesday, then I'm going to have to refer you to the hospital. And I did not want that. I did not want that. I, um, it, it, it isn't anything against hospitals or anything like that, but like I had no relationship with any doctor at the hospital. So I didn't want to just go to some hospital and be like, hi, and having to give my extensive medical record and then have a baby with some stranger. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, Lord. So I started praying and that Sunday before she was born, I, I was actually in tears and my anxiety was starting to get really, really high. And my husband, I remember he was like, if there's anything that I could do, I would do it. Right. Because he could just tell, like, I was tired and I was starting to lose the mental battle that birth requires, you know, your, your mind to be really strong. And so, um, we actually looked for castor oil in our town. Um, we couldn't find any, which was crazy, but couldn't find any, um, uh, my mom was planning on coming up and, you know, being here with us to help with the kids. My kids were starting school <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So my second grader was starting Monday. My little boy started like his mother's day out on Tuesday and my fourth grader was going to start on Wednesday. And so I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, whether or not the baby comes or not, I still need my mom just to kind of help with like all things kids and I'm humongous pregnant. So on Sunday I asked my mom, I said, Hey, is there any way that you could just come up tomorrow? Of course she was like ready to go. Her bags were packed. And, um, Monday I went into the midwife um, they wanted me to start the castor oil. So I went into Lubbock, which is about 45 minutes from our house. Um, went in early. My daughter went with me and, uh, we said, okay, you know, we're going to get the castor oil. We went by natural grocers. We got some juice, some castor oil, some peanut butter. This is called like the midwife's brew and you drink it all together and you drink it like every hour on the hour. So we went, my mom, I called her. I said, Hey, don't go to Plainview, come to Lubbock and meet us here because I like things I think are progressing. I had my, my contractions started getting heavier. My daughter and I, we went to um, one of our favorite sushi and um, Chinese restaurants. I got like a really good meal, a hibachi steak. Cause I thought I'm really going to need some energy if I'm going to have this baby. And so went there, then went to the midwives and had what they call a stretch and sweep. Um, which is basically where they um, try to stretch and sweep the cervical membranes. So it kind of um, helps the body prepare and for the um, cervix to dilate. So they did that and we had about an hour drive home. I said, okay, let's drive home. We stopped by Target and got a big like bouncing ball um, so that I could labor on that. During Target, I was not comfortable, but my nine-year-old was like, mom, you need to walk around and just, you know, keep walking this baby out. I thought, oh my gosh, 
she really has been listening to me. So we did that. And then on our way home, I could, you know, things were really progressing. So, um, called my husband. I said, okay, feed all the animals, you know, we're ranchers. And so I said, feed all the animals and be ready to go when I get home. Because I, I think that, you know, mom's going to follow us and then we're probably just going to be turning back around. But by the time we got to the house, it was my daughter's meet the teacher that night. And I wanted to keep things as normal as possible. And so I told my husband, I said, look, I'm going to labor at home for a while. I wanted to, you know, get in the bath and, and just kind of relax. Contractions about four minutes apart at that point. And he took my daughter to meet the teacher. I knew being a man, he would like be in and out in which he was, he was home in probably 20 minutes. Um, my mom was, you know, just there entertaining my toddler and just praying and, and just interceding for us. And, um, about eight 30 that night, I said, okay, it's time to go. So we called the midwives and said, we're on our way. My husband, you know, drove us there and we actually beat our midwives, midwives there, which is kind of a joke because we beat them there with my son too. But, um, we got there and I thought that I was going to be a lot further along than I actually was. So, um, we did a cervical check and I was only at like a four, which is a little bit defeating. We knew that it was going to be a little bit longer overnight. We, um, had gotten there, but, um, I really thought that I was going to have a baby by midnight. I really thought she's going to be, or he, I guess I didn't know at that time. I thought I was going to have an August 14th baby, but that was not how it went. So, um, got there and started doing all kinds of exercises. So if you're not familiar with the exercise of spinning babies, um, that is, a very, very, very awesome exercise to do. It's just a natural way for your body to prepare for birth and to kind of get that baby in the best birth position. So we were doing those. Um, and I was in the shower, we were doing kind of, you know, um, sitting on the toilet, like backwards. That's a really great way to labor. So we were just laboring. I had a worship playlist going on. And I think I've shared that on social media, maybe not, but anyways, um, I had this awesome worship playlist. Um, I don't know if I mentioned or not, but my nine-year-old was there too. Lincoln was there and she was there and that was really cool. Um, so long story short, we had gone several hours and I was really starting to get weak minded. Um, I remember just standing in the shower and like, crying, but praying and worshiping and singing to God. And oh man, just talking about that just makes me emotional because I can just feel and, and be right back in that space. But, and I was like, Lord, sustain me, sustain me right now, please. You know, my legs were shaking and I was just growing weary and um, I actually got in the bed and um, my husband was rubbing my back and we were just trying to kind of relax. And what we realized was, um, my water was not breaking. And so we did another check and, um, I asked them to break my water. I said, will you please break my water? Well, when they checked to do that, they realized that the umbilical cord was not in the greatest position. And they were concerned that if they were to break my water, that the umbilical cord would actually come first. Um, and it could have ended up, you know, choking the baby. So, we didn't do that, obviously, um, but it was just one more setback, and I, I was just—it was just a test. It was a major test. So I knew that I wanted to labor in the bath again. Um, water is a natural 
pain um, remedy. And I had done a water birth with my with my son and I just, I really enjoyed that. And so I knew I wanted to do that. So got back in the bath. Labor really started intensifying. This is kind of when you realize, oh my gosh, this is the real deal. Um, everybody says like, is it painful? Well, of course it's painful, but <laughs> you all, you honestly, in that moment, you say, I can't do it. And there's a joke in natural birth that when a woman says, I cannot do this, I can't do it. Then you're literally minutes from meeting your baby. You're minutes from meeting your baby. And I knew that. So when I was saying those words, I was like, okay, I know I'm about to meet this baby. Um, I did have a little bit of a cervical lip. And so the midwives kind of had to help maneuver the baby um, earthside, but baby was here. I, I caught her, I, you know, pulled her, um, to my chest and realized that it was a girl. And I actually said, you're a girl, just like your mama said, you know, thought you were going to be or something like that. Um, our daughter had fallen asleep. <laughs> so if you think about birth and you're worried about, you know, kind of what the, that looks like, sounds like whatever, I'll tell you that my nine-year-old fell asleep during the whole deal. So, um, there was definitely some intense moments, but if a child can fall asleep during it, it was obviously pretty peaceful, which is, you know, the whole goal. So the, the lights, you know, the lights were dim and the music was on and the water was going and it was just wonderful. So Calla Marie Russell was born at 2.43 a.m. and she was 20 inches long, exactly in 7.5 pounds. She, when she was born, um... It was crazy because she was olive skin and she had this little shadow of dark hair and she instantly looked just like my baby pictures. I mean, it was crazy. The um, birth photographer and videographer was like, whoa, this is crazy. And um, she's changed since then. She is still favoring my baby pictures and really my mom. But um, we see a lot of her daddy in her, which I tell everybody she looks like Calla. Um, and so Kala is, um, a biblical based name and it means favor. And so we felt like, you know, that was so good because not only was this child going to have favor on her life, but God gave us favor by giving this child to us. And Marie is my Mimi's, um, it's my maternal grandmother's middle name. Um, and so we named her after her, but anyways, that is our birth story. And, you know, um, we came home shortly after that. I think we got, she was born at, you know, two, almost three o'clock in the morning. We were home by 6 a.m., which was funny because then my mom was awake um, and my son woke up. So we had this, you know, meeting and reunion right in the middle. And my mom was crying and she saw the baby. And then we were like, okay, now everybody go back to bed because we've been up all night. <laughs> um, but it was funny because it was uh, actually such a sweet day that we got to just be at home in the comfort of our home, you know, not a hospital or anything like that. And just soaking up this sweet baby and being with a fam, being with our family and me being in my bed to rest and nurse. Um, we choose to co-sleep. And I know that's kind of a touchy subject sometimes, but Hey, that's what we do around here. We talk about touchy subjects and that's been the best plan for us. And so just cuddling her on my chest and letting her nurse. She was a really good nurse from the get go. Um, 
And then the next day, my nine-year-old started school and I actually took her to school. So um, it's funny because I am a big advocate for kind of the five, five, five rule. If you're not familiar with that, it's like five days of in bed, five days of around the bed and five more days like at home. So basically the first 15 days after birth, like mama doesn't do anything except for feed that baby, take care of mama and rest. And I believe that it's a huge, 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 amazing thing. Um, but I did skip one of those things just, um, for the morning of my daughter's first day of school, because I've never missed her first day of school and I wasn't going to. So I did that for her. Everybody that saw me there was like, wait a minute, <laughs> did you have a baby? You know, and they, some people couldn't really tell if I'd had the baby or not because I was, you know, less than 24 hours out or a little bit over 24 hours, I guess. Um, so you're still very much looking pregnant, but went home and just loved on that girl. And she has been the sweetest, easiest, calmest baby ever. She is so content. Um, and she's a great, great blessing to our family. So we don't really know what life would be without her, but that is our birth story. I will tell you that I'll do another podcast on kind of postpartum and how that's been, but that'll be at a later date, I'm sure. Um, for now, I'm going to wish you a happy new year and Merry Christmas. As you may know or may not know, I always take a little bit of time to rest, relax, and rejuvenate and just soak in the holidays. And so I encourage you to do that too. Lots of cool things coming in 2024, but I will tell you, don't wait to get your momentum in motion just because you are putting a pause on life. That is okay. But pausing does not mean being still does not mean being, um, you know, without doing right. It doesn't mean just being sedentary or, um, idle. So you can still have things in motion. So whether it has been something that you have had a desire to, um, hire a mentor, create a new business, do that podcast, start your own health regimen, whatever it is that you really have set out for 2024, I want to encourage you to start being intentional about it now. Write it down, journal it, pray about it, seek out that mentor, buy that program, get it going, start doing because you will be ahead of the game and ahead of the curve of all the people that do those silly New Year's resolutions that you probably know I am not a fan of. But anyways, I love you. Jesus loves you more. There is our first story. Hey friend, I pray that this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor? take three minutes and give me a review. Five star is obviously the best. And in the comments, write how God spoke to you today. Also, if you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Casey Graham Russell all together. I would love to connect with you over there. And if you haven't checked out my website, CaseyGrahamRussell.com, we are constantly updating things. I'm sending out emails and just trying my best to give you guys more tools to live out your God-sized dreams. Until next time, God bless. And hey, guess what? I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more.